I was sitting in a Sabbath school class this morning, and I was listening to the lesson, and we were talking about time. And I thought it was so interesting because many times, and and you know, we we we. We ask ourselves sometimes, am I utilizing my time to the best of my ability and what God expects of us? And, and so it just had me thinking when I was putting this uh, message together. Um, you know, I just want us to think. We have to step outside of the box sometimes because many times the Bible tells us to come. Let us reason together. God had made us thinking creatures. We're not just robots, because God didn't create robots. He has angels that do his bidding, but he created us with a special purpose and a special ability, which is to think. And so today we're going to think just a little bit. All right. You know, um, I want to just, just a brief testimony. This week has been a very trying week for me mentally. There's a lot going on at work, a lot going on around, but... Whenever you are able to bathe yourself in God's word, a, a miraculous thing happens. So I just pray that you be with me as I speak this, this message entitled Turning Back the Clock. And I want to start off, this, you know, we live in a world of hustle and bustle. We often are more focused on us than focused on God. We sweat, we toil, we trying to create our own way. Making livings, we say, or trying to survive. Hmm. But are we trusting in the one who sees all, who knows all, and is silently orchestrating this vast universe around us? See, Jesus himself stated in Matthew 6.30, But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you! of little faith. Do we, do we really believe in his word? Do, do we really believe that he is capable of intervening in our personal lives? See, see, too often we live this life thinking that my problem is too big for God. Mm. We waste so much time of our precious time trying to make things happen for ourselves, yet we choose not to trust in the one who created time. As a master, timekeeper patiently observes us waiting on us to recognize him. We easily feel consumed, working fiercely to alleviate our circumstances. Yet, we worry and fret. We, 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 but, but, but we serve an all-powerful Savior, a Savior that, that, that makes the impossible ordinary, the extreme mundane. That's the kind of God we serve. He will exemplify and utilize an all-encompassing power for our deliverance. He's just waiting on us to seek him. We must constantly push back our human weakness by studying and reflecting on his holy word that it may strengthen our faith. We have to read these miracles so when we have times of adversity, we can reflect on something. Amen. Let us study today one of the greatest, most powerful miracles yet talked about in the Bible in a message entitled Turning Back to Clock. Turning back the clock, please by his Father in heaven, I thank you so much for the privilege and honor of coming before you this, this morning. I pray, Lord, that you will not only help us to think, but help us to, to recognize that, that you are a God that gave us the ability to think, 
that you are God that gave us time to think. Lord, bless us this day, and I pray that somebody at the sound of my voice will be blessed. These things we ask in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Turning back the clock. So I want to just first ask the question, what is time? Hmm. Anybody thought about that? And where did it come from? Well, according to the dictionary, the, 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 they, they, science says that the, it's the system of sequential relations that any event has to any other as past, present, or future. Hmm. But here's the thing, indefinite or continuous duration regarded as that in which events succeed one another. So basically, man is saying that, 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 that time is a continuous thing. Man assumes that it always existed. Hmm. So they ask the question, well, where did time originate then? Well, apart from the Bible, scientists believe time began with the formation of the universe at the instance of the Big Bang 13.7 billion years ago. That's when they think it all began. But how this was quantified is still a mystery. Scientists believe that the speed of light is the outer limit of time. Hmm. That's how they quantify all this, because that doesn't change. But we see that Albert Einstein, who's who, who, uh, the, the influential physicist in, in the 20th century, he, he, he put together some hypotheses of this whole time thing. In 1905, he published a special theory of relativity. Basically, he was saying that, that, that time is not a single, uh, a constantly flowing entity, but is part of a much more complex system linked to space itself. See, this is a system where he's saying that he calls it a space-time continuum. Don't worry, I'm not going to get deep on you. I'm just giving you an, an, an instance of the kind of God that we serve because space and time are part of the same entity it is impossible to move in space without moving in time see see that's what he's saying but 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 we still don't understand God's creation see time you know we, we, we know that that the speed of light is 186,000 miles per second that's something that they have quantified but what about the time when, 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 when the father told his son, he's, he, he, he told Gabriel, it's now time on that special Sunday morning to go get my son. Wake him up. And he said that the earth shook as he flew out of heaven, as he put on his speed brake. There was an earthquake as he tried to slow down with the haste. Of that request. See, see, we don't understand God's creation. Man tries to expand. Do you realize that countries have experimented with changing how, how we measure time? For example, the Soviet Union tried to enforce five to six uh, uh, day week between 1929 and 1931, which surprisingly fell flat. Didn't work too well. And they changed back in 1940. And while the France, the French attempted to introduce a 10-hour clock after the French Revolution, that also went kaput. The bottom line is the Bible is clear. It took six days of creation with the seventh day set aside for God's sake. See, man has been struggling with this thing time because man can't quantify beyond that. See, see, God is the, is the originator of time. It's a simple thing. It was instituted at creation to address the sin problem. See, Genesis 1.5 says, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. So God set up the 24-hour cycle. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day for all of his work. This seven-day cycle 
was established. So we see again, God instituted all of this thing. Genesis 1, 14 and 19. Then God said, let there be the lights of the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Let there be the signs and the seasons and from the days and the years. So we see God set this up. If it was already there, he wouldn't need to set it up. He put this stuff in place for purpose. God is an intentional God. Psalms 104, 19 says, He made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows it's time for setting. God set this up for a purpose, and we're going to get into that. These heavenly bodies were instituted to manifest the glory of God, and what else? To calibrate time. See, God, here, here's, this, this is where physicists are, are, are mystified. See, as a physicist, you look at the natural world, you look at the physical world, you look at what you see. But we don't recognize that we serve a God is outside of time. That's the issue. See, before the beginning, there was God. If it ever ends, there be God. We can't quantify that as humans. The Bible says, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come. Revelations 1-4 says that time cannot contain an awesome creator. And we, we see, going, going back, it's where space cannot contain him. Jeremiah 23, 24 says, can a man hide himself in the secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. Time and space cannot contain our awesome creator. All is occupied by his preeminence. We can't relate to that. According to Isaiah 40, 28, no one can fathom his understanding his wisdom is beyond our abilities to comprehend that we don't even have a point of comparison in anyone or anything. He knows all. He sees all, the beginning from the end. So nothing eludes his understanding of that which is best, which is just, which is good. So what am I trying to say? We don't know. Amen. The awesome power of the creator. So let's, 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 let's go to the Bible. And we see Joshua uh, chapter 10, and we, re we read it this morning. We're going to read it again. It says that now it came to pass when Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard about how Joshua had taken Ai and had early destroyed it, for he had done to Jericho and his king. So he had done to Ai and his king, and how the inhabitants of the Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. Now let's break this, this, this verse down. First of all, you will find interest, you'll find in the Bible that this is the first time Jerusalem was ever mentioned. Now, we many times look at Jerusalem as the, the capital city of the Jews, correct? But Jerusalem existed long before that. In fact, it, it existed even before this time. Do you remember when Abraham and, uh, and, and Lot were, were settling and, and, and Lot was abducted by the king and, and Abraham had to form a band to go up and, 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 and get Lot, his, his cousin, back? And, and he, when he came back from there, he met with Adazalak, who blessed him. Do you realize Adazalak was the, was the king of the ancient Jerusalem? At the time, it was called Salem. And we see that, that, that what God is doing is, again, God sets things up. Do you realize that, that Jerusalem was once a, 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 a central city in Canaan? But God was like, listen. I didn't sit my people into the, into the Canaan land. This is going to be your land. We see what God can do. He turned their heathen nation into the center for his people. 
That's how this thing is broken down. But we go that, and they fear greatly because of Gideon. See, here's the thing. Unlike us, we see things going around us, but it doesn't make sense sometimes. They were watching these people. They saw, they heard about what happened to Jericho. They, they, how this band marched around there. They didn't have any weapons. They were playing horns and, and the bombs. And they were just going by seven times. And the walls, we know the story, came down. They heard about AI, which is one of the greatest metropolis there at that time. And it had been utterly decimated. They were fearful. So when these people heard about Gibeon, Gibeon was another great city, but Gibeon's, their king was a little bit smarter than they were. Their king said, listen, I didn't heard about their conquest. I don't want to deal with these folk. Let's, let's make an alliance with them. And that's exactly what they did. They like, I don't care. I've I, I, I seen enough. I didn't heard enough. They, they an unseen hand, destroyed the whole city. No, we're going to lie with ourselves with these people. So what happened was they aligned themselves. And so Adina Kings, he heard about their alliance. He says, oh, no, that'll make them even stronger, not recognizing that God was the one in control. He said, are we going to align? But what they did is they, go, they said that we're going to form an alliance. So the five kings, and we King Hoham, king of Hebron, Param, king of Jermoth, and Japia, the Lakish king, and, and Debir, king of Eglon, they all said, we are going to go come together and we go take those folk out because they are turning their back on us. Hmm. But we see that God makes a promise. And this is the cluster of my message today. The man of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp of Gilgal, and this is verse 6, do not forsake your servants. Come up to us quickly. Save us. Help us. For all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the mountains have gathered against us. Now Joshua ascended to Gilgal and all his people. So Joshua, he got word from the king of Gibeon. He, and he said, we didn't form this alliance. Can you help us out? Joshua said, like, of course, I'll come and support and help you out. He went and he took his men out there. But this is what I find interesting, verse 8. This is the aha moment for us today. Verse 8 says, And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. This is what God told him. It hasn't happened yet. This, this, was, it, it, this was not a prophecy. <laughs> this was a declaration. Because God said it. The bottom line is that Joshua was told by God that there's nothing you need to worry about. I got this. Remember what the Bible tells us that God will fight our battles for us. But many times we, we, we go into battle in this life and we, we, we say, Lord, I, I, I hear these things, but I got to do it on my own. We have to learn to trust in the Lord. This was a promise. Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, having marched all night in Galga. So the Lord routed them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter of Gibeon, chased them along the roads that, that goes to Beth Haran, and struck them down as far as Isaiah and, and uh, Makeda. And it happened as they fled from Israel, they were on descent from Beth Haran, that the Lord cast down large hailstones from the heavens on them. And they said that there are more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel's swords. But this wasn't done. See, 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 we have to understand that when God makes a promise, remember the Bible tells us in Hebrews 6.18 that, that it is impossible for God to lie. So why do we feel consumed by circumstances? When we read in the Bible, God says that I will take care of you. 
But yet we worry. Lord, will you really do that? He said it. He's going to do it. But he wants us to trust in him. He's not going to lie to us. God cannot lie. We have to trust his word for what it is. Not, not only will he fulfill his promise, but sometimes he will do it in a miraculous way. Hmm. See, we see that in verse 12 now. Joshua spoke to the Lord in that day. And when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, he said in the sight of Israel, and this is a, 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 a confidence that Joshua had because God already told him what? What did he tell him? That you're going to be, that this battle is yours. So he had, he was so confident in what God had said to him that he went to God and he said, the sun stands still over Gibeon and the moon in the valley of Agilon. This was a man speaking to a celestial body because of his confidence. God told, he said, Lord, I, I need the day to extend because if it, if it doesn't extend, they will scatter and I won't get them all and they're going to come back. But he said, Lord, you promised that we're going to win this thing. Give me a little bit more time, Lord. And the moon stopped. The sun stood still till the people had revenged upon their enemies. It is not written in the book of Jashar, so that the sun stood in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. And there was, has been no day like that before or after that the Lord heeded the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned with and all Israel to the camp of Gilgal. See, here's the, here's, this is interesting. Joshua 10, 20, 12 to 14, we're told that during a battle, the sun stood at midday, about 12 p.m., and, 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 and in order to help the nation of Israel completely defeat, defeat the, the armies of the five Amorite kings. See, what we see here in the battle described in verses 7 to 10 is God will institute his, institute his own daylight savings plan for our soul. We just went back an hour last, last week. We know how this thing works. But we serve a God that has the ability to freeze physics. That's the God that we serve. Verse 11, we discovered that the invading armies fled. It could have been in the winter, but we don't know. But we see God sent a hailstorm. So what's, what's going on here? Well, the first miracle was this hailstorm. There, there are two obvious miracles that happened here. As they fled while they were in, in, in the sin of Beth Haran, the Lord threw large stones from heaven on them. So that's one, number one. Remember, this is a huge army. And while most of the hailstorms contained fro, uh, frozen chunks of, of ice and water, these must have been really large because these men went down pretty quick. And we have to understand that, that the, you know, the, to record, the largest hailstorm uh, today that occurred was happening in the Himalayas many years ago where 200 people were killed. But we see that the Lord will perform miracles for us. Now the second miracle, which is one, again, is the most mystifying. It occurred when the sun stood still. The passage clearly states that the sun froze for a whole day. We can't imagine that. Mm, think about that. What is God saying to us? He basically is telling us that, that, that there's nothing impossible for him. Amen. Nothing. God intervened in a mighty way, in, a, in, in an amazing way. God basically came to him. And, you know, he, he went to God and God wants to show, he said, in the presence of Israel, I will work this miracle. In the presence of Israel, 
I, you, you will, he, he wanted to leave a testimony for us. Yet, we, we struggle today. We struggle today thinking, will you truly come to my aid, Lord? Mm. It's interesting to me that God's the spirit of inspiration tells us that by marching all night, he brought the forces against Gibeon in, 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 in the morning. Scarcely had the Confederate princes mustered their armies about the city when Joshua was, ab- was upon them. The attack resulted in an utter discombobulation and, 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 and of his assailants. And the immense hosts fled before Joshua up the mountain past Beth Haran. And, and they said, while the Amorites were confi- continuing their, their headlong fight, they, they intent on finding refuge in the mountains throughout, Joshua, looking down from the ridge above, saw that the day would be too short for the accomplishment of, of his work, and not fully routed, their enemies would go and rally before them. Then he spoke to the Lord, and then Joshua spoke to the Son. Mm. This is the kind of God that we serve. You have to really think about this thing. God before the world, God is the truth of his word. Before the evening fell, God's promise to Joshua had been fulfilled. The, host, the, the entire host of the enemies had been given to the, into the, into their hand. Long were the events of that day to remain in the memory of, of, of Israel. There was no day like it before, nor will there be one like it afterwards. See, this is a testimony. There, the, the, this mighty testimony testifies that the creator is under, that the creation is under the uh, control of the creator. Satan seeks to conceal from men the divine agencies of the physical world to keep out of sight the unwary work of the great cause. Do you know that that's ever since they sent that, um, that telescope, the James Webb telescope? Have you, any people heard of James Webb telescope? Have you seen the pictures from it? Do you know that they sent that out to prove the Bible wrong and also prove that there's no God? And to also corroborate their theories of physics and astrophysics. That's what it was, they, they, it was out there to prove that the, the early signs of life. But the sad thing about it is that the further out, that they, when they sent this thing out, they begin to recognize that it's, it's supporting the Bible even more. Perplexing them. See, we have to remember that when God says it, we have to be, see, man, the literal view says the sun stood still and moon stopped. Many are squabbling. How, well, what does this mean? What, what, is, what are they really trying to say? Did this really happen? Could this re- Well, it's in the Bible for a reason. 2 Timothy 2.15 calls the Bible the word of truth. The message is that the book of Joshua is truth and records what God did. See, science is mystified. God is so powerful that he's able to stop the rotation of the earth or some other heavenly body that fulfilled it. That's what may have, had occurred. There's no way the sun is going to sit up there and stand still. Something stopped. We know how it works. We've taken physics before. Anybody here taken physics in school? Anybody understands that the sun sets in the east and, 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 sets in the, and rises in the east and sets in the what? Earth rotates. So if something stops means something, if the sun is standing still, something stops. I don't know how, how he broke that thing down. Maybe when we get to heaven, we can ask God, how'd you do that? But, Deut- but Deuteronomy 29, 29 does state that the secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed be- belong to us and to our children forever. God is basically saying that, that I don't tell you everything. You may not be able to handle everything. And this is what amazes me today. Because we're talking about men who with only 10% of our brain is trying to understand an infinite God. We just will fall woefully short. 
See, we have to understand when man begins, to re- when he reads Genesis 1-1, it clearly explains how the universe came into existence, along with the laws of physics. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God says, in the beginning, meaning that I was here before the beginning. It was me, then I started it. Since he created everything in the beginning, we could be confident that he knows how to change or freeze the laws of physics and perform miracles without destroying the universe or creating havoc. God can do whatever he wants in his creation. And he does that. He's done many miracles while his time here. But we have never seen something of this level. Men don't, we, the reason why I'm preaching this message today is because we squabble over little stuff in our lives. I can't pay my mortgage. Well, God can freeze this. He can stop the rotation of the earth. I think he can help you with your mortgage. Job 38, 39 reveals that God knows the details of his creation, and he put the laws of physics in place. Colossians 1, 17 states that he continues to hold the universe together. He continues to maintain the subatomic particles and the laws of the universe. He is the glue of the universe. He can, we can confidently be, we can be confident that God knows how to change his laws at his bidding. But you want to know something interesting? And this is where man falters. But man, God will give man a glimpse. Remember I told you that God is a God of evidence. Let me read this to you. You might find this very interesting because it blew me away years ago when I read this. this. Scientists at NASA were plotting the uh, the position of the sun, moon, and and other planetary bodies 100 years from from now and and 1,000 years from now in order to calculate spacecraft trajectories as they, they had this sophisticated supercomputer that you see up here. And they, they, they fed it with data, trying to understand, okay, do we have a better understanding of rotation, a better understanding of gravitational pulls, a better understanding of all this stuff. And, and they said that this sophisticated computer was working flawlessly, then suddenly something happened. It crashed. They couldn't figure it out. Finally, a scientist, he, he, he was reading this thing when he saw the data. This one scientist that happened to go to Sunday school when he was a kid. He says, this is interesting. He said, what about this? He recalled a story of the Old Testament in which God had made the sun stand still or thereabouts. And the other NASA, NASA scientists, they, the engineers, they jeered at him. What? That can't be right. Put in the data and see what happens. So they, 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 so they reconfigured. They said they, they, they turned to Joshua chapter 10. They read about the story. They reworked the data. And they said that, 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 that they put it in. They hit go. And the computer started working again. But then it stopped. One more time. And they said, well, what, what, what now? We, I thought you, see, I knew you were full of it. He said, no, no, no. First Kings 20, uh, second Kings chapter 20 says the biblical record says that King Hezekiah, upon being promised a cure from his illness and thus a longer life, had requested a sign from God. The text indicates that God made the sun move back 10 degrees. 10 degrees, said the scientists, would be exactly 40 minutes. See, they were 40 minutes short. So when they put that data in there, everything worked. This is how God works. God is a God of evidence. Many times we don't understand. See, we serve a God that is all-powerful, that can stop the sun, that can stop the moons, that can freeze the laws of physics and still maintain the universe. Yet we question his acts of intervention in our lives. 
How many times have we been laying on our back, pulling our hair out? There's so many people dealing with depression because we don't have faith in our God. Some saying the same God, according to Hebrews 3.13a, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. See, we, we can't quantify this. We can only be at one place at one time. You know, people tell you, I saw you over there. Yep, I saw you over here. Yep, that was me. That was me. They were, I remember then. But we serve a God that, can, that exists in the past. We serve a God that exists in the future. And we serve a God that is with us today. We can't quantify that. That's what we serve. That's, that's the God that we serve. Why do we question his wisdom or means of intervention in our lives? See, God will open up doors. See, see, see God will open up doors for us. See, you know, he, 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 many times we don't recognize that there's doors that he will open that no man can shut. What does that mean? It means that whatever's happening in our life, there is no human resistance can prevent that if God blesses it. If God tells you that's your job, it's your job. If God tells you that ain't your job, there ain't a doggone thing you can do about it to get it. When we start living our life with that level of understanding, then we begin to understand that, 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 that God, he, he believes what he, what he says is true. We have to live this thing with that level of certainty in our lives. See, you cannot have a testimony without a test. God will make a way out of no way, but he's he relying on us to trust him. We do not bring God down to us. He brings us up to him. See, God will take care of us. He will take care of us. See, so when I go back to the actual question I asked you before, why was time, time created? Anybody know the answer to that? Time was created to deal with the sin problem before sin. There was no time. God created a timeline. God said, listen, they're going to fall. I have to have provisions in place. So if they do fall, you remember he gave a prophecy to Adam. He said, I will crush the head and, 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 and what? And the hill? Remember, remember that Genesis 3.15? And he basically says, I will now institute a time lock so that there will be a time when my son will go and save them from their sins. And there'll be another time where I will come back and gather all the redeems that have, that have agreed and accepted this sacrifice. Mm. We have to live a life where we start believing in what the Bible tells us. Soon we will return to a timeless world. Sin will be of no more. Revelation 21, 23 tells us that, that, that there'll be no more sun. That there'll be no more, that, that the sun will, will, will be passed away. Why will there be no more sun? Why, is there, why, why, did, why did heavens change all of a sudden? Because there will be no necessity of quantifying time. There will be just there for his glory, but nothing will outshine him. Remember that song, uh, you know, that we'll be there and, and my, 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 I will outshine the sun? Because the sun will no longer be necessary for time. See, we have to understand the God that we serve. We have to believe him, and we have to know that he will take care of us. See, we... we, we, we Matthew 6, 25, and, and this is basically the crux of my, my sermon this morning. I'm pretty much done. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or, or nor your, your body, what you put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. You know, 
I was just a couple of weeks ago, I went and visited uh, Pat Mills in, 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 the, uh, in her rehab center in place. And we were talking, and she gave an interesting testimony. And she told me I could share this, by the way, so I, I got her blessing. But she was basically saying that when she was at home, she was there, she happened to be there, she was there by herself. And, and she said that some impressed her to grab her phone and put it in her pocket. She did that. And she says, on her way to the kitchen, wherever she was going, that, that she fell. And she couldn't get up. She, was, she, she said, the doors were locked. Nobody was there. I'm laying on the floor. She's like, is it going to end here, Lord? But the Lord said, you got something in your pocket. She pulled her phone out. And that's where she called the paramedics. And they came. In fact, she said they had to bust the door down to get in. They had to, they had to bust it through because she had a security door. And they, had, and they got in there. And then they started to, you know, they, they got her up. And reset. She said this happened twice. Now, you don't tell me God's not going to take care of you. I remember my mother. My mother called me on, 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 on an early one Sunday morning. I think it was a Sunday morning. I remember I was laying there in bed, and she called me early in the morning. She says, Mark, I, 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 I fell. It's like, you fell? I mean, she was just real laxing days ago about, yeah, I mean, you fell. Yeah, and I think I really hurt myself. I'm like, uh, you don't seem too worried about it, but I'll be over there. So I got my clothes on, ran over there, and sure enough, she was laying on her bed. And I'm so, so she fell in the bathroom, I mean, she fell in the hallway, and she's laying on top of her bed right by her phone. So I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, where'd you fall? I, 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 I fell by, by the bathroom. I said, well, how'd you end up on the bed? I don't remember. I'm thinking, did, were you, did you squall up there? I mean, how did you orientate yourself to crawl up on the bed, to roll over, to be right just strategically placed by the phone. I don't remember. My mom's my witness. Because we have gods. We have a God that will work miracles in our lives. Angels of might will intervene on our behalf. If we trust him, God will never leave us, nor forsake us. We have that, 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 that blessed hope. We have to trust in the one that nature salutes. Romans 1.20 says, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since creation of this world and the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. Psalms 19.1, the heavens are telling of the glory of God and, and their exposure is declaring the work of his hands. So many times I hear people on, I, I see people on social media talking about there is no God. I said, you better, be, you better hope that God don't grant you an audience like he did Job. Oh, you want to interview me? Where were you when I laid down the foundations of this earth? You speak to me now like a man. God, so many people are talking. So many people have these thoughts of, 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 I don't believe that there's a God. But God has proven himself time and time and time again. And I challenge you this morning, if you don't believe there's a God, think of an occurrence that happened in your life that was a positive outcome that you had nothing to do with. There are times where we would be driving to work 
and we'll just get missed. My wife and I and my daughter, we were on our way home from, I forgot some story, we were coming from somewhere. We were going down uh, Willis Road, and, 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 and my wife says, Martin, that car looks like he's swerving in and out of the lane. And I was watching him, and, and, and it's like at the very last second, in my lane, it's headlights. We would have been taken out. I squerve at the very last minute, and he just went, and it happened so fast, I barely could react. But that's again, that was not me. That was an angel saying not today. See, the purpose of this message today is that God performs miraculous acts in our life. But he doesn't just do it just because. He's preserving us for such a time as now. We all have been given abilities. We all have been given a, 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 a special purpose. We were, we're not just here. We're not just here existing, taking up space. How many times are you talk about you're just here sucking up oxygen? We have a greater purpose than that. And God keeps us alive because the devil is trying to take us out. Every, he says, like a roaring lion. He's trying to take us out. But God's basically saying that I'm preserving you just one more time because I'm giving you just a little bit more time to recognize that you have a purpose and to recognize that, that, that there's, a, there's, a, there's a task at hand. People crazy today. Amen. Mm. Amen. We see that we have to keep, we have to trust in God. And, but the, the, the blessing of all this is that we still have time. Until our probation closes, the fact that we're still here breathing means that God is saying that our time is not yet. But, 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 but time is wrapping up on this earth. And we are viewing, if you're viewing this sermon, you're here live or you're viewing online, God has spared you for such a time as now. There is no guarantees in this life. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We make plans in jest. I'm going to plan on going. I got this big old thing and I'm planning. I'm going out to dinner next Sunday. You don't even know if you're going to survive in the next three hours. Amen. We don't know. How many people in the midst of making plans? Amen. God's saying now is the time to make your calling and election sure. Because in James 4.14, whereas do you not know what will happen tomorrow? We don't know for, for what is life. It is even a vapor that appears like a little time and then vanishes away. The Apostle James echoes that you are a mist that appears for, for just, a, just a second. Mm. Indeed, our time on earth is fleeting. In fact, it's infinitesimally small when it's compared to eternity. A lot of people are saying that, I don't know if I want to live for 100 years. Old. 100, 100 years is, is a blip. It's not even a, a, a second when you're talking about eternity. It's not even a second when you're talking about 1,000 years. Amen. Can you imagine? And here's the thing that we have to remember, and this is why, as I wrap this sermon up, is that the devil knows his time is short as well. Yes, so he's trying his best. To, to, to distract us, to, to get us to believe that God is not real, to get us to believe that God doesn't love us. He wants us to get caught up in what we want to do in this life because he wants us to die in our sins because he won't have to suffer for that. I'm just being real with you, folk. Yes, this is serious business. God is coming back soon. Just the writing on the wall. My, my daughter and I were watching the Republican uh, uh, primary uh, debate the other day. And, 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 you know, and, and I was, we were just going back and forth, just looking at all these different candidates and making comments. And I said to myself, Tamia, I said, 
This is our future. Amen. Amen. And I, I'm thinking to myself, we, 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 we're looking for leadership. You got one who's all, it's just a personal vendetta against everybody. If I get back in office, I'm already instituting my revenge strategy. What about the country? And then you got the others who, who, who we, we, we sending billions of dollars overseas for this war, for that war. And I know we need to help, but we got, we, this is, this is what blew me away, and, I, and I'm done. The Congress passed 10, 20, 30, 50 billion dollars, 100, almost, what, 100 something billion dollars to go to some of these other countries for, for their wars. But yet, they're not willing to, 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 to evacuate or, or, or get rid of any student debt. Oh, we can't afford to do that. 20,000, no, that's, that's a lot of money. We couldn't do that. You're sending billions of dollars overseas, and you can't help your own people. Hmm. In conclusion, seek God and nothing else matters. But seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you. We have to seek God first. That's the only way we're going to make it. As, 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 as they've said in the Sabbath school lesson this morning, we can't, and, and as brother, uh, during, during the, the, uh, uh, the praise team, you know, we, we, we can't look to man for, 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 to get us out of this mess. He don't have, he's not equipped. First of all, think about what you're relying on. You're relying on a man that at one time used 100% of his brain capacity. But that wasn't enough to save him because he didn't bother to get on that boat that Noah told him about. They looked at it and they didn't, they didn't gain an interest until a drop of water hit his forehead. And that's when they decided, I'm a little bit more motivated. Uh, okay, Noah, you can let us in now, but it's too late. It's the same thing with us, with 10% of our brain capacity. We got a governor on. We're, we're shell of ourselves. Boldly proclaiming that I know the gifts, the meaning of life. I know how the body works. I know the universe. That this, 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 whatever God created, I can figure it out. Newsflash. You will never understand your creator. That ain't going to happen. God has told us that I will allow you to learn about me, but it's going to take you forever to figure me out. We're going to be learning throughout the ceaseless. Now, how can you do that? How can a God be so broad? How can it be so all-consuming? And that's another thing. People talk about the Bible. They say, well, the Bible, it's just a book. No, I've read books. I've studied. I've read books cover to cover. And, and I'm like, you get to a point, you know everything in that book. But the Bible, you go back and read that book. You think about an infinitesimal God that, that squeezed an infinite amount of knowledge into a few pages. That, it's like an onion. You can read that 20 times. The 21st time, you're going to learn something different. The, the, the 100th time, you're going to learn something different. Why? It's an onion. You ever seen those things that you pull it away, it just comes back, pull it away, it comes back? That's the way God's word is. You'll never figure him out. He, he, he's, as it is, he's just giving us a speech. He even told us himself, you can handle the truth. It'll blow your mind. He told that, he told, was it Moses? He said, listen, you, 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 you can't handle me in my full glory. I, I, all you can see is my rump as I'm walking by. 
We have to understand the God that we serve. It's not in human terms. We don't quantify him. We have faith in him. And that helps us get through. Listen to his voice. Luke John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow. And asking for forgiveness. And this is the hope for all of us today. That God will turn the clock back in our lives if we confess our sins to him. Do you realize that if you humbly confess your sins to God, he says, it's like I'll cast him into the deepest depths of the ocean. What you do? We're the ones reminding ourselves, I did this. God's like, look, I don't forgot, I forgot that already. You go, try not to do it again. It's the devil that's always dogging us, bringing stuff. He's the one that's, that's, that's grabbing that wagon that we didn't put in the closet. He's the one having, rehitching that out to us. That's, God says if you humbly bow and ask for forgiveness, it is done. Turning back the clock recognizes that our almighty God sits high and looks low. Turning back the clock recognizes that, that, that if we confess our sins to God, that, that, that it will be as though we never sinned. We'll be covered by the grace of his daddy. His daddy will look at us and he'll see him. We'll be covered in his grace. Me, I will, I'm looking for the time where we can go to heaven. I'm looking for the time where, where we can go and, and, and walk some streets of gold. Do you realize there's nothing like that here in this earth? Even with man and all their opulence. You can go to, 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 to some of these grand cities. There, I have not seen one city of street of gold. Mm. This is what God has rating on us. But he's wondering, are we putting our time and trust in him? Amen. It's all about time. We could turn back the clock, the clock in our lives if we first confess our sins to him and say, Lord, help me not to make the same mistake and to move forward with your glory and grace. Take my hand. When, he, when I take my hand, he takes my hand with me and we can do this thing together. But we have to believe. We have to quit being a fickle, funny acting people. This is the same God. That froze the sun, that froze the moon. And he was saying that there, he said that he would empty heaven for this one. But yet we choose. That's why the angels look at us and, and, and they, they try to figure us out. Do they, he, do they not know who we're praying to or who we should be praying to? Your daddy is waiting on you. I'm done now. Only thing I ask is. If you feel that you want strength and power in your life to overcome this, this, this existence, because we're in a crazy world. Man is so mixed up right now. Hollywood is, 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 is teaching our kids. Social media is, is, is indoctrinating our kids. And, 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 and stuff I've seen on there, I just only scratched my head. There was a book that um, Oprah was pushing called, what was it, what was the name of that book? The testimony of, 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 of God, or, or, or basically it was a book that talked about, it was God's perspective on addressing some of the issues that are going on in our life, in our world. And basically, if you read that book, which I didn't read the book, by the way, I read some of they talk about how, you know, for some of the things, well, what about this and what about that? Everything that was said was opposite to what the scripture says. And yet people are reading us thinking that this is a spiritual book, 
but they don't realize it was a book that was influenced by God's enemy. We have to be careful. I think it was an interview with Christ or interview with God or something like that. It was the name of the book. And it was a very popular book, by the way. And a lot of young people even were reading this book. We must be careful in these last days that we're living in. Our time is now. And that's a true statement because our time tomorrow is not promised. But one thing we do know that is promised is that God is coming back soon and very soon. We know that we see things wrapping up. We see that the seasonal changes that have gone on. Yes, I'm happy about seasonal change in Michigan. I don't have to worry about snow in October like I used to or November. But, 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 but then when I, I'm here just this morning that in, in Greenland, in Iceland, there, there's another volcano that's, that's gurgling up about to erupt. We've heard about all the earthquakes and, 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 and they just had another one in, 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 in Dominican Republic. It was 5.3 uh, on megahertz. Uh, you know, uh, you know it, I mean, it, there's so much going on in this world, it's hard to catch up. But, but God is basically saying that I'm giving you just enough time because I'm about to come back. Amen. And we have to take these things. Like, so I, I, as, I ask you all, I'm just going to make a general. All, let's, let's stand for, for the Lord to give us strength, to give us protection, to cover us in this crazy mixed up world because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But one thing we can cling to is that blessed hope that one day we will have a, that grand celebration. I, I was telling my mother, I miss my father. I'm looking forward to the opportunity of seeing him again. But I have to get myself right for that to happen. And that's where we stand. So let's just by his Father in heaven, thank you so much for just the privilege of uh, uh, sharing just a little bit of time with us today. Lord, we, we know that, that time is fastly wrapping up in this world. But yet, you still said, you told us not yet. You're still giving us time to not only to, to make our calling and election sure with you, but to tell somebody else, you don't have to be dismayed. Don't worry about all the mess that's going on in this world. Soon it's going to correct itself. We thank you so much for just the hope that you've given us. As we hear about the deaths and, and, and separation that we deal with in the life. Soon you're going to use that key. You said you have the key to death. And you go throw it away. Because we'll be living without you. With you throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. Lord, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that I serve a God that loves me so much. I'm so thankful that I serve a God that, that, that for whatever, to, will go to the extent of stopping the sun just to intervene on my behalf. Thank you, Lord, for that powerful testimony. Thank you for helping me know that you are in control and I don't need to worry about anything anymore. Guide me and direct me this day. Lord, help me to live up to the faith that, that you have given me and be with each one of us here today and help them to recognize that give it to you. Your shoulders are much broader than ours. Thank you for your promises you've given us this day. These things we ask in your holy name. Amen, amen. May, may God bless you all. <laughs>